Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in, hour number two, the early line. Kevin Walsh, Donnie right side with you on a Wednesday morning. Uh, let's take a look at some of the action we saw from yesterday in the Major League Baseball world. And boy, oh boy, are the New York Yankees hot. 11 in a row. Aroldis Chapman refuses to let Yankee fans breathe during this win streak here. The Yanks went out there and threw a ton of arms, but beat the Atlanta Braves. Again, a team that entered this series winning nine consecutive. The Yankees have now taken two already off of this team at their home ballpark here. Boy, Donnie, the Yanks got it rolling. Yeah, and the long ball. This is what you're built on, the New York Yankees, right? You're not waiting around, taking walks and hitting with runners in scoring position. Knock the ball out of the ballpark as they knocked three home runs out yesterday. Win 5-4 to four over the Braves. Yes, that's the 11th straight victory. Maybe they can catch the Rays, maybe not. But also looking from the opposite perspective in this game where say, hey, congratulations, Yankees, you're on your way. The Braves have now lost two in a row, and it seemingly doesn't matter. Because as long as you match up a decent baseball team, versus either the Philadelphia Phillies or the Mets, the Braves have absolutely nothing to worry about at this point. I actually thought the Braves, you know, coming back in the ninth inning, I was like, this is going to be one of those nails in the coffin for the rest of the NL East. But everybody took a loss that mattered. And quite frankly, is there any pressure now, Kevin, on the Braves? They lost two straight. Oh, my goodness, we've got to win another game. They look back in the stands and be like, these other two baseball teams can't get out of their own way. So as long as we maybe hmm. steal a game in this series versus the Yankees, that'll be good enough. It's so interesting because as the Yankees sit there, right, and they keep winning, and they have the second-best record in the American League, and they're still four back in their own division, right? And it's kind of like, oh, you got to be kidding me. But they look, they're in a great spot right now if they can you know, get a couple of head-to-head victories against Tampa Bay. As far as the Phillies and the Mets go, Donnie, because this is starting to really start, like, you know what I Boy, oh boy, because the Braves now obviously giving up a couple of games here to the Yankees, but the Phils go out there, get an A-plus performance from Ranger Suarez. Not enough as soon as the bullpen came in. You said it. You saw it coming a mile away. And then the New York Mets basically started playing their worst baseball at the worst time because when they needed to turn it around, they just walked into what feels like 25 consecutive games against either the Dodgers or the Giants. Then they can't beat any of them. I mean, take a look at that division itself. The Atlanta Braves, even, yes, with losing the last two games, still 8-2 and two over the last 10 games. The Phillies are 3-7. and seven. The New York Mets are 2-8. and eight. And it's quite frankly, it's odd because the Mets, it almost seems like they're the Orioles right now. It says they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10, but it feels like they literally lost 20 straight games because they can't get any easy victories. Yeah, they lump up teams like the Nationals, like everybody does, but the minute they stepped up in competition, it's almost like Kevin, they're not even competing. Yesterday, you're at home. All right, the Giants are here. Let's see if we can start that second-half surge. Lindor is back in the lineup, and they draw dead and don't even score in that baseball game which is a lot of the reason why they've been struggling this year is because not so much the starting pitching itself, which fell apart yesterday, but it's just the actual one through eight in the lineup on paper coming into the season. I said it myself. This is the most talented team in the NL East. As long as they play decent baseball, they should win this thing. 
They had a nice lead all the way through the summer and not even playing good baseball from a hitting perspective. Now those warts are starting the show, and they, as I said, they can't get out of their own way, and it doesn't get any easier. Seems like that never-ending string of Giants and Dodgers games just continues. We bring the radio audience into the fold here. Thanks to all those who are listening to The Early Line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you on a Wednesday morning. If any of you are listening from the Baltimore area, cover your ears. Or don't. You probably know what it is at this point here. Donnie, they lost again. 19 in a row. They scored eight runs and lost by six. The pitching is embarrassing in a way that I can't ever remember. And you said it yesterday. They needed that game that was their best chance there because you had la at like a minus 120 minus 125 favorite here this is starting to get real scary for baltimore looking out at this schedule take a look at their numbers on the season kevin you know you should be able to be a 500 team at home maybe get waxed on the road understandably when you're a bad baseball team they are 17 and 41 at home their run differential is a minus 239 on the season They've given up a staggering 733 runs on the season. And it's not going to get any easier. And it's not about the competition, Kevin, that they're going to play. It seems like for some reason their starting pitching is getting worse by the moment. It seems like their bullpen is getting worse game to game. And there are no players that they're going to be bringing up or calling up here that are going to help them win baseball games just because it's apparent they don't want to start any clocks on any of their minor league system players. And keep in mind, one of the better minor league systems in baseball, not doing them any services here at the major league level. I thought last night, and I joked around, Kevin, that was their Super Bowl game. They had to get this one because otherwise they're going to have to beat Otani tonight. They're going to throw Aiken on the mound the following day, and then they go through a murderer's row of who's who trying to make the playoffs in the AL. I don't know where this streak stops, but I would love it, Kevin, if we approach 30 straight losses. That's an entire month of a baseball season. You did not win a single game. It's not the NFL, Kevin, where you're playing four games a month. You're going to probably play 30 games over those 30 days, and you did not win a single one of them? It's it's impossible. And Tampa Bay is lurking. They they have beat Tampa once this season. Once. I think they've played him like 16 times already. One time. So, yeah, the Yanks are going to get a lot of help from Baltimore when they go out there and take two out of the three from the Rays. Unbelievable stuff. Up next, we're talking Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, what does he have upcoming this season? We'll talk about it. When you're a winner, you get good at spotting advantages. Like SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Back right here on the early line. The Baltimore Ravens are a team with a lot of expectations coming into this season, as they have been now for a couple of seasons here. And they were able to get a postseason win, but it stopped there, losing to the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Tight game, ugly game. Very, very, very ugly game. But the Ravens entered this season somewhat neck and neck with a slight lean over the Cleveland Browns for that race to win the AFC North. They have the third best odds to win the AFC overall with only the Chiefs and the Bills in front of them. The Baltimore win total checks in at an 11 plus 100 towards that over. Donnie, as you take that first glance at some of these season-long Baltimore numbers, does anything jump out to you? Yeah, taking a look at the Super Bowl plus, you know, 14 to 1, I'm out on that. Conference to win it, it's plus 650, I'm out on that. But I like the division plus with 115, but also keep in mind, I tell you how high I am on the Cleveland Browns. That sort of factors in the, into that as well. But that 11 win total, sometimes it's, it's a product of a schedule that you have. And what I mean by that, do I think the Ravens are a good football team? I absolutely do. Initially, when I see the 11 without even looking at the schedule, I'm like, boy, okay. So that's going to be 11 and 6. Yeah, that's doable. You need 12 to get that ticket and cash it in, which would be 12 and 5. Yeah, that might be doable. But as I look at the actual schedule, Kevin, I love it for the Ravens. I really do. Because now it gives me a different perspective when you're trying to match them up against the Cleveland Browns, whose schedule to me I think is a little bit tougher, even though I think Cleveland is the better overall team. I do think Cleveland still wins this division. But if we're taking a look at just how the schedule lines up, you know, opening week at the Raiders. All right, you know, Monday night football out there. It's going to be a tough environment. Fans finally in the stands in Vegas. That'll be tough, but I do think they can win that game. At home against the Kansas City Chiefs, that's where you want them. Even if you give that a loss here. At the Detroit Lions, I think they can beat them. At Denver, tough place, but certainly can be a winnable game. Colts at home, winnable. Chargers at home, winnable. Bengals at home, winnable. Then you go on the bye week and have the Minnesota Vikings at home, another winnable game. The Dolphins on the road, tough game, sure, but you can win that. At the Bears, home with the Browns. If you see where I'm going with this, there's a lot of situations, Kevin, where when we take a look at schedules, like there's no way they win this game. All right, they're going on the road against Mm -hmm. the Chiefs. There's no way they win this game. Every single game I line up, if I don't think it's a surefire victory for the Baltimore Ravens, I go, you know what? This is a legitimate chance to be a toss-up game situation here. That 11 wins, and again, trying to get your eye frame off of the 16-game schedule where 11-5 and turns into 11-6, and which is a lot more doable. I love that Ravens win total when maybe I wasn't paying attention to it enough, saying, hey, maybe the Ravens will be a little bit off this year. That schedule, as we know, Kevin, where they care about competing, like we talk about in the preseason, they are a regular season bully. As long as they stay healthy, which is every football team in the NFL, they're going to get to that 11 win number. I really like that. Can I tell you then where, because I agree with you, Donnie, where I think there's a little bit of value out there on Baltimore. Under season specials on the FanDuel Sportsbook, there are odds for the best regular season record. And that's even where the Lamar and Ravens detractors can probably say, ah, fine, they're a regular season team. They're 13-1 to to have the best regular season record. Something we've already seen this team do under Lamar Jackson. Again, last year was viewed as a down season for the Baltimore Ravens, COVID and the like. They still went out there and were 11-5. and And when you roll through that Ravens schedule, their toughest games are at home. Like, they probably won't lay a number to Kansas City at home again because of how that played out last year when they laid a number to Kansas City. But... By the time we get to the back end of the season, they'll probably be laying a number to Green Bay, laying a number to the Rams at home. And there's a lot of road games you're going to be favored in. Like, if I told you they're favored in 16 of 17 games, (laughs) I think that's probably the case. And again, I know you still have to play the games, but that's a good jumping off point there, Donnie, when you have five teams with better odds for the best regular season record than the Baltimore Ravens. I think 13-1 to is a legitimate shout there for Baltimore to have the best record. Again, if we're talking over 11 wins, of course there's got to be a little bit of juice behind such a number. No, absolutely. And, you you know, we like to talk about this stuff. We joke around. We are oddsmen, right? Well, if you line up the schedule and you say, all right, well, there are 17 games are going to be favored in nine and dogs in eight, you say, well, hey, maybe they're not going to have a great season. But if you're legitimately lining the schedule up where – Let's just say 15 out of the 17 games you are favored in. 
That means, theoretically, Kevin, you should win that football game if everything is even, you know, the health coming into the game. I understand it's not played on paper, it's played on the field. But that shows that you should have a pretty successful season. And we do things each and every day, look at different statistics that maybe we pass over. Because me, myself, I'm not the biggest future player guy taking team. I'm a team total guy. Just not a team total guy before the season starts. I like a game the game to see how many points they can score. But I got to say, with reviewing yesterday, the overall Ravens schedule, when I was a little bit down on this football team coming into it, my ears parked right back up and said, now, wait a second here. I like the Browns. I think the Browns are more talented than the Ravens and a better overall football team. But sometimes that doesn't matter until you get to the playoffs when, you know, things get a little more condensed. They are a regular season bully being the Ravens, and I love the way that schedule Mm -hmm. sets up. No doubt about it. Let's talk some season-long Lamar numbers here, Donnie, because one of the few quarterbacks with a season-long passing total, 3,400 and a half, as well as a season-long rushing total at 900 and a half, fell well short of the passing number last year in 15 games but in fact also fell pretty short of that during his MVP season half of that is because they basically were Alabama that year and he didn't play in the second half of football games the rushing number jumps out because he's had over a grand in consecutive seasons on the ground any season long Lamar numbers Donnie catch your eye Two out of the three I don't like in this one. The passing yards at 3,400. Can he get there? Yes. And as you said, that MVP season, he threw for 3,100 yards. But also, I like to call this a product of your environment. You still play, you know, in a tough division a northeastern division, which means you're going to get cold weather. You're going to get good defensive football teams on the Steelers, good defensive football team on the Cleveland Browns. We'll see what Cincinnati ends up at the regular season. But a very good season would be what? You know, 3,500 yards passing for Lamar Jackson. I'm going to take the under on that one. And then if we take a look at the MVP number 17 to 1, I know we always like the real new fancy things in the NFL. Can he be an MVP candidate? Absolutely. That's why he's priced at 17 to 1. I'm out on that one. But the thing I really like, is the rushing statistics. No matter how much they tell you in Baltimore, we'd like to keep him in the pocket a little bit more. We don't need him running around. That's what he does and dominates. And once again, I'll talk about this. If he stays healthy, which we anticipate everybody entering the season healthy will stay healthy, it's 17 games now, Kevin, to get 900 yards. You know he's going to explode. First three weeks of the season, he's going to have a game where he rushes like 170 yards. It's what he does. And also keep in mind, a good football game. We just talked about the win totals, Kevin. If we're anticipating 12 wins and five losses, let's just say, as a round number, what? he's going to be winning at the end of football games. He's not going to have to throw this team to victory in the fourth quarter like we talk about some of these guys getting those statistics. Hey, that's an extra 40 yards on that last drive. That meant nothing. He's not throwing the ball there, Kevin. They are running the clock out. They are a run-first football team that works in the play action, and Lamar Jackson can throw a decent amount of touchdown passes. That just might not equate to more passing yards. I love the overprop. I'm just not so sure about the MVP number and also his passing prop number as well. I really totally agree on the rushing tally. This is what he does. It's what makes him who he is. When we talk about will they figure out Lamar Jackson, this is what we are referring to here. I'll say this. The Lamar number at 17-1 to is interesting. And just the fact that I've gone through this MVP award, I feel I look at it like at least twice a week, Donnie, and then I just close the computer. I'm like, I can't do this anymore because... I don't know where value is in this market. I've gone through it a thousand times, and it feels like maybe the answer is just Mahomes as the favorite. With that being said, I'm not upset if anybody out there says, hey, listen, you guys know Lamar is going to run the ball, adds value in a way that no other quarterback does in that aspect of a game. And if you think that he can have the best record in the league, which both Don and I think there's a legitimate chance then, I'm going to play some Lamar at 17-1. to I understand that Harborough, by the way, is 22 to 1 to win coach of the year, which is also an interesting price. We're coming on back here, finish out the Ravens, talk a little Cincinnati Bengals on the early line live on SportsGrid. Remember the good old days. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. 
Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we are live right here on Sports Grid. There are big things happening. Mm. Make sure you check it out over on social media. I'm calling an audible. At Sports Grid, at Sports Grid TV. The latest, most relevant breaking updates that you need to keep it with us right here on the grid. At Sports Grid, at Sports Grid TV. Get into it, get excited. A lot of big things happening, no doubt about it. J.K. Dobbins. One more Baltimore Ravens nugget here. J.K. Dobbins is one of those running backs, a part of what was a great class last year. Had himself a tremendous second half of the season. Really started to come on for that Baltimore team. In 15 games, he finished with 805 rushing yards here, Donnie. Look at the season-long numbers for J.K. Can he get over 1,000 and then one more yard here he finished with nine total rushing touchdowns too again by the way and it took a while before they really let jk hit the ground running any thoughts on the former ohio state running back coming into the season yeah no more mark ingram here on that team so obviously you know the gus bus and jk dobbins going to take center stage and there's enough mouth to feed there on offense because when you take a look at the passing game maybe you don't think they throw for as many yards as you know 3400 3500 maybe that's less but you're going to get a a potent running attack obviously from lamar jackson the gus bus and also obviously talking about jk dobbins here's what i want to focus on use these young running backs up before they get their second contract look at last year jk dobbins a rookie 805 yards on the ground we say well that's a decent amount here but look at the usage share 134 carries kevin that is six yards per carry when you know they're running the football that is what lamar jackson can do when he runs a read option and puts that football into your stomach the linebackers have to worry about lamar jackson pulling that back and running a sweep to the outside jk dobbins should eat his total is a thousand yards and if i'm saying this correctly kevin Give me all the shares on that total over (laughs) 1,000 yards this year for J.K. Dobbins. I love that wager. I think he is a superstar in the making. If he increases his number, Kevin, from 134 rushes to 234 rushes, well, that would be amazing. But even 50 more carries, Kevin, he's going to blow that out of the water. I love that wager. Again, this is why they're not going to figure out Lamar because this is what Lamar does. Donnie's absolutely right here. And we've we've seen this before. Because people are like, oh, no, but Lamar's going to eat up all the numbers. This is what they do. Mark Ingram had a 1,000-yard season, while Gus Edward had 700 yards back in 2019. J.K. will eat. And I'll tell you this as well. That guy finished the season with a touchdown in six straight games, seven total touchdowns in the final six weeks of the season. That 18-to-1 number for him to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns is not a mistake and is something I absolutely understand. Let's talk Cincinnati Bengals. Let's finish up the AFC North. Because the Cincinnati Bengals are a team that people, I think, want to get in on. I think people, I like Burrow this year. I like this receiving core. They're going to have a big season and still finish fourth in the North. It's hard to go anywhere other than them finishing fourth in the North. Donnie, what do we think about the Cincinnati Bengals as they enter year two of Joe Burrow? 
they're in such a tough spot here. And I don't necessarily think it's the organization's fault because I think they drafted well. But when you look at an, a team in a division that they're going to play in, in the AFC North, you're looking up and it's a mountain. And it doesn't say a lot about the head football coach, Jack Taylor. Hey, maybe he can't coach in the NFL. It doesn't say that Joe Mixon maybe he's not cut out to be an NFL quarterback. Of course, he got injured last year. And he, you know, one of the better college quarterbacks coming out over the past couple of years. He is going to have NFL success. But sometimes you're just a product of your environment. Like, you're going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a perennial franchise. The Baltimore Ravens, perennial winners here. And now also the team that used to fight maybe and say, ha, look at Cleveland over there in the same state. Cleveland now looks to be a powerhouse. So what are our expectations for Cincinnati? Is it just to wait out these good football teams and hope over the next couple of years they're not as good as you are? It's a long uphill climb, and I think that's kind of demoralizing for that franchise in that city and possibly for its fans. You, know, you, you don't get a lot of playoff success, obviously, for the Cincinnati Bengals, but over the past 10 to 15 years, even under Marvin Lewis, you had some success in the regular season, at least got yourself into the playoff picture. But when we take a look at the schedule, the same way I look at the Baltimore Ravens, like, hey, Kevin, there's some value on the schedule. They should be able to win double-digit games and maybe approach 12, 13, possibly 14 wins if they play well and stay healthy. As I look at the schedule for the Cincinnati Bengals, Kevin, where is the help coming from? Game one, Minnesota at home. All right, Minnesota's probably going to beat you. You need to win. on. It's hard enough to win on the road in the NFL. We understand it. Chicago on the road. Okay, we'll see if they can beat them. Then you play the Steelers. You better pick up those wins against the Jaguars and the Lions, but the remaining parts of those schedule, like look after the bye at the Raiders. That's a loss. Pittsburgh at home, that's a loss. Chargers at home, that's a loss. San Francisco at home, that's a loss. Denver on the road, probably going to be a loss. Ravens at home, loss. Kansas City at home, loss. At the Browns, to end the regular season, loss. Where are seven wins coming on this football season for the Bengals, Kevin? I just don't see it. We're headed for disaster here. I think the the thing that I find so funny about their schedule is everyone has that additional 17th games where there's one that little oddity is like they somehow picked up the Niners. Like I, Donnie called in a favor to get his guy Kyle Shanahan an easy one. Like they, you're right, there's nothing light about this schedule. And here's the thing with the Cincinnati Bengals because if you go through it and you're like, all right, listen, man, they they got a Jaguars game, they got a Lions game there. Yeah, guess what? When you go through the Jags schedule, what do you say? They got a Bengals game. You go, ah, the Lions welcome in Cincinnati. <laughs> Donnie's right. Like, it's six and a half. It's low for a reason. There's a market on Fandle for an exact finishing position within your division. The Bengals are minus 220 to finish in fourth place. Minus 220 to finish in fourth place. <laughs> I mean, like, if it was, I thought it would be, like, maybe minus 130 just because I'm like, ah, oh, there's no way it could be more than that. It can be, and it should be. It's an accurate number there. But maybe there are some season-long numbers we can get involved in with the player props because Joe Burrow is probably going to have to throw the ball, I don't know, a zillion times, and he's got some good weapons that he's going to need to throw that ball to. You look at some of these Joe Burrow season-long numbers here, Donnie, Having an approach maybe 4,300 yards. Uh, the most passing yards, he's actually quite high up that list here. What do we think about Joey B off of, by the way, a monster injury coming into this season? Yeah, we're going to have to see how he performs to start the season because, again, you're talking about coming off a knee injury. He was still a young quarterback, Kevin. This is one of the guys that played like seven years in the league, blew his knee out and says, yeah, I know how it works around here. You want these young quarterbacks to play and play well earlier in their career so they can learn some of those mishaps and those missteps that they take and correct them on the fly while you see themselves or while they see themselves on the game tape. Missed a good portion of last year, but heading into it, Joe Bertland, this, I'm going to contradict myself quite a bit here on the Cincinnati Bengals because I look at the schedule like, where do the wins come from? And then I said, now, wait a second, Donnie. Mm -hmm. You don't like their schedule, but you're going to keep hitting the over button on their props. Well, it, it's sort of a correlation, but it's sort of not a correlation. Because if I think they're going to be a bad football team, Kevin, you know what's going to happen? Joe Mixon's not going to the bench. It's the Trevor Lawrence theory. It's the Zach Wilson theory. If they play poorly but are healthy, you owe it to them to keep learning out on the field because they're your franchise guys that you drafted number one overall. So if that theory comes to fruition where they're a bad football team, they're not winning games, that is a boondoggle in the fourth quarter. You're down two touchdowns every week in the fourth quarter. Not to say they are, because the NFL, as we know, is a one-score league. But if you're down double digits with five minutes to go and you get two possessions left where the other team is playing a prevent defense, your 175 yards can turn into 250 yards in the blink of a moment over those final couple minutes of a game. So Joe Mixon, comeback player of the year, I'm out on that. 
but his passing total, which is a little eye-opening at around 42.50 to cash that ticket. But keep in mind, if he's healthy and plays 17 games and they're a losing franchise, which you anticipate, Kevin, there's a lot of junkyards that are going to be in that equation. Yeah, I love the borrow number over. One of my favorite numbers we've gone over uh, through the AFC North breakdown as a whole. He's going to have to throw the ball all the time. They, they, they've, they have not fixed the defense there. And again, we like this is a team, Donnie, with three wide receivers that we have available season-long passing numbers on, plus a legitimate running back in Joe Mixon. And if you go through those wide receivers, Tyler Boyd, probably one of your more underrated wideouts in this league. T. Higgins, who looks like a great selection that they made in the second round. And then Jamar Chase, who a lot of people believe is one of the best wide receiver prospects to come through the draft in recent years. Now, I still don't like the Jamar Chase pick because I would have took Penny Sewell. I think it was an unnecessary flex for the muscle. I don't care that they went to LSU together. But Burrow wanted it, and he's going to put up numbers because of it here. And that's the thing, because I'll tell you this, Donnie, I can't pick out between that wide receiver trio, my guy. I would probably just bet low man, which is Tyler Boyd, but also I understand why he is the low man. I think Burrow has a, it could have really come near maybe a 5,000 total yard kind of season, which again, by the way, you're going to see quarterbacks approach that mark due to that extra game here. I really like the Burrow number. Anything for you with the Chase Higgins and Boyd trio? Yeah, when we take a look at those three, I am going to go with the low man on the totem pole, but here's the explanation process. I like, like, their wide receivers are really good. If Joe Barrow is healthy, he's a talented quarterback, and they have some really good running backs yeah. to go along with that. So the offense is looking up. It's just a matter of how tough that division is and how much you know Joe Burrow is going to take that next step coming off of a knee injury. But Boyd at 825 makes a lot of sense. Jamar Chase, 965. I feel like, you know, hey, he came out of LSU. Did you see what Jefferson did for the Minnesota Vikings? Shattered all those notions that a rookie wide receiver can't dominate in the NFL. So I think there's a little bit of a tax on that number because he's still going to have to get roughly 1,000 yards to cash that ticket. Give me Boyd, slow and steady, over the middle, seven to eight catches a game, load up like Juju Smith-Schuster. He should be able to get 900 yards. I like the Boyd option better than the other two with Chase and Higgins. I'll say as well, like we talk about offensive rookie of the year a lot. If you're betting a non-quarterback, I cannot get there on Jamar Chase. Again, the talent, I get it. I'm not positive this guy's their lead wide receiver. I'm not even positive he's their second wide receiver. That's how good that wide receiver room is. That'll do it for the AFC North. Up next, we're talking some Major League Baseball. Are you one of us? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
back right here on the early line. Kevin Walsh from Donnie right side with you. Major League Baseball, another strong slate for us to break down here. A lot of big games, important games. And that's what I'm really excited about, too, as we've gotten out to this part of the season, Donnie, is these big series now. It's not just like, oh, it'll be cool to see them play one another. High stakes. I'm going to the bottom of the board here. Walker Bueller, Blake Snell. Before we talk about the game, though, Donnie, yesterday the Brewers did win, but not because of your typical Corbin Burns performance. He did not have his best stuff, and he was touched up a little bit there by that Cincinnati lineup. This feels like an opportunity for Walker Bueller, where if he can shut down San Diego, he can perhaps take himself from where he is right now at a plus 110 favorite and maybe even drop through that minus money threshold. And he's going to have a better advantage today because Blake Snell, yeah, he may be snapping back in the form you would hope, but certainly not the pitcher that the Padres are expecting after what we saw, what the damage he did down in Tampa Bay. So as you're lining this up as a 10-10 start tonight on your slate, the Dodgers deserve to be a minus 148 favorite. It's almost like the Padres, again, a lot of similarities here with the New York Mets. They just can't beat good baseball teams, and their grip is slipping. Now, you do have a better record for the Padres than the Mets have, but at the same time, the Padres' schedule is absolutely out of control starting about maybe in two weeks by the September 10th. I don't think there's any chance they can get into the playoffs now when I've been saying all summer long before that they're talented, they'll pitch well, they'll hit. Don't worry about it. The Padres will be in the playoffs. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. And again, a case in point for starting tonight. If the Padres want to win, oh yeah, they still have to beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers are throwing bullpen teams, bullpen games, and destroying teams. So now they're going to throw a Cy Young Award favorite here going up against San Diego. Look, the Dodgers and the Dodger fans here just invade San Diego and take over their uh, ballpark as if it's their own. I see no surprises tonight, even though that price is going to be around a minus 150. I can't go against the Dodgers at this point, and it's not so much as, hey, the Dodgers are a really good baseball team, but the Padres just can't find their way around, and I see another loss in their future tonight. Yeah, ultimately, San Diego saw Walker twice, both in April, Six innings, two earned. Seven innings, two earned for Bueller in those games. And the reality is he has not given up more than two runs since July 5th, a start at the Miami Marlins. The Marlins of all team uh, being the one to do that to Walker Bueller. But you're right. It's probably going to be a very another difficult night for the San Diego Padres, which means that they'll need to then cheer on the Milwaukee Brewers and hope for some help and Boy, does that team provide it. I mean, this team just wins, it feels like, every single day. Every time they're supposed to, they get it done. Even a bad Corbin Burns performance couldn't stop them. And this is where they're dangerous because they go from Burns to Woodruff. Louis Castillo gets the ball here for Cincinnati. Low total, 7.5 as the Brew Crew, Donnie, are approaching a near minus 175 price. Yeah, one of the few win totals, should, should I say team totals, on the night that I'm actually circling here will be the Milwaukee Brewers. Louis Castillo, you're right. Look, he has pedigree. He actually has a good XFIP number, Kevin, over the past month. A 3.58, a K prop strikeout rate, 26%. That's great. Ground ball rate, Kevin, 58%. But here's where the rubber meets the road here. We have a good lineup here that's going to anticipate coming into play tonight for the Milwaukee Brewers, stacked with a ton of left-handed batters. Take a look at this. Wong, Yelich, Narvaez, Telez, Peterson, and Bradley. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six out of the eight eligible batters from the left side. If we try to equate to see what Castillo has done at least over the past month of the season to lefties, he's faced 52 batters, Kevin, a 378 weighted on base percentage, and an ISO power number of 222. So those righties in the lineup tonight, Garcia and Take a look at this. 72 batters from the right-hand side that Castillo has faced this year. A 362 weighted on base percentage and a 250 ISO power number. So something has to give tonight. If Castillo is not locked in and striking guys out, there will be guys on base. And oh yeah, as we talk about strikeouts and how that pertains to the Milwaukee Brewers, you know why they're a good baseball team with their situational hitting? As I just said, 26% of the batters over the last month Castillo struck out. Take a look at these strikeout numbers. Anything below 20% is elite. 15% 15% for Wong, 12% for Garcia, 20% for Yelich, 18 for Narvaez, Urias 13.5, Telez 12.1, Peterson 4.1, and we can go on and on. They don't strike out, which means they put that baseball in play. That's why they're good at situational hitting. I think they get the job done once again tonight, and they'll be able to hit and possibly get that team total, Kevin. 
Castillo's such an interesting pitcher. He started this season on such an abysmal run in ERA well above seven. Then he didn't have a single start in the months of both June or July where he gave up above three runs and then got absolutely tanked against Cleveland, which made no sense. He was great against Miami the other day, though. He just had a very odd season. Louis Castillo here, certainly live for Milwaukee to potentially hit him tonight. Speaking of hitting or perhaps a lack thereof, the New York Mets will try and get it done against the Giants. Another near pick em price here, another game where I'm sure people are going to be running to the window to get involved with the Giants. And it makes sense here, Donnie. When you look at a line like this and you look at the Giants as a slight dog near pick against the Mets here, is this Mets respect? Is it Giants disrespect? Is it the pitching matchup accurately pricing this out here? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't understand how the team with the best record in the entire sport, 81-44, and is a slight dog to the New York Mets three games below 500. Yeah, a little bit of a disrespect here for the Giants. Let's just say if we took out the records of the baseball teams, Kevin, and the statistics of each one of these teams, including the pitcher, you would just go up and down the line. Now, wait a second here. Mets got Taiwan Walker, you know, younger arm here, more dynamic stuff. Look at the lineup, you know, Nimmo, Lindor, Alonzo, Conforto, Baez, you know, Davis, Smith. Oh, that's pretty formidable. And, oh, yeah, Johnny Cueto's on the mound. But you still have to equate it to real life as well of how these teams are actually playing on the baseball field and how they show up. The Mets, as I said, it doesn't matter who they put in there. If you erased all the stats and said, let's have a do-over here, everybody's coming into the season healthy, I'm like, where do I sign up on the Mets tonight? They should be a minus 130, minus 140, or minus 150 against old man Johnny Cueto in that lineup for the San Francisco Giants. But the Giants are a good baseball team. You don't need elite pitching here, it seems like, to shut down the Mets routinely. And, oh, yeah, I joke about that force field on City Field. It seems like the force field on City Field is only on the Mets at this point right now as San Francisco lit them up yesterday, and maybe they can do it again. You're going to get a lot of left-handed batters in that lineup once again for San Francisco to stack up against Taiwan Walker. Taiwan was phenomenal over the first, first half of the season, leaking a little bit of oil now. Does it just come down to, Kevin, one team can't get base hits when one team expects to win each and every night, and that's Gabe Kapler's San Francisco Giants. I'd see that's cheap price. I'm not going to get scared away. I'd go once again on the Giants because what has shown the Mets a chance to rise up and win these type of games? Absolutely nothing. Taiwan Walker is a pretty good example as to why the current All-Star format is a little unfortunate there because Taiwan Walker, by the end of it, wouldn't really be All-Star worthy. It is what it is. Look, it's not a big deal, but at the end of the day, the second half has been so poor for Taiwan Walker, and, and the Mets really did rely on him having great outings during the first half of the season here. The Philadelphia Phillies involved against the Tampa Bay Rays. They send their Cy Young candidate to the mound with Zach Wheeler, a near minus 130, minus 140 favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook with a total of eight and a half here, Donnie. I'll say this. It feels like Zach is due for a big performance, and boy, do the Phillies need it. Yeah, they do need it. But here's the issue. How about a big performance by Ranger Suarez yesterday, giving up one run basically over six innings? Didn't matter because you can't score. You can't win baseball games. You have an elite bullpen for Tampa Bay, which the game almost played out exactly the way you would think. Ranger Suarez would have some success late in the game. The Tampa Bay bullpen would hold down the Phillies, and Tampa Bay would do some damage against the Phillies bullpen. I have the same way tonight. Look, Yarbrough is expected on the mountain at exit, but 5.88 over the last 30 days. He gets lit up by right-handed batters, Kevin, at 366 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 388. It just so happens that the Phillies do very well against left-handed pitching, particularly over the last month. Look at these ISO power numbers over the first five guys he anticipated in the lineup tonight versus left-handed pitching. 286, 333, 316, 857, and 643. And just again, to bring you in, if you're saying, hey, what's an ISO power number? Anything around that .165 to .170 number is adequate and average in baseball. So all of those are elevated. But here's the issue you have. If Yarbrough comes in and goes four innings, three innings, gives up one earned run, where are the rest of the runs coming from from the Philadelphia Phillies against that great bullpen for the Tampa Rays? The Phillies need to win tonight. They need a good pitching performance. But even on top of that, Kevin, they just need to hit the baseball. If you give up three runs to Tampa Bay yesterday, you have to win that baseball game. If the Phillies go again tonight and score one, two, or three runs, they're probably not going to win again tonight. It's a hard team to trust against a very good baseball team in the Rays. I have no choice here, Kevin, tonight, even with Zach Wheeler on the mound, to lean towards the Rays. It's crazy. 
There has to be some way, though, to get involved with Zach Wheeler, whether it be a strikeout prop, first five. Yeah. There has to be some way because the one thing is he's had two difficult outings, especially by his standards in his last two. Wheeler has been a bounce-back kind of pitcher. Like two of the four games where he gave up four more runs, he came back and threw complete game shutouts. Zach Wheeler has been able to answer the bell when they have most needed it. It feels like in Philadelphia, I think he will be bouncing back, but it's a fair point. Eight innings of one-run baseball. If the game's 1-1 and you pass it to that bullpen, what does it matter? Let's keep moving through this board here a little bit. A couple. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me ask you. I always like to ask you this, Donnie, just to kind of cover it. Have you been able to circle up this board here? We don't have odds for every single game, but has anything jumped out as you've been looking at an early slate? Yeah, it's Wednesday. As yesterday, you know, I had six or seven games right off the bat, some good, some bad, but it was an easier card to play out. I had a hard time, Kevin. This is you know, one of the first things because you have basically a full slate of the schedule. I went through each and every game today to make my circled plays. The first time through, Kevin, I didn't even circle a play. So I had to go through a second Whoa. time. This isn't even a deep dive into it, Kevin, and saying, hey, you know what? Let me fine-tooth comb. Usually something sticks out right away. The two games I do have circled tonight are the Giants team total, which we went over, and Milwaukee. But when we're talking about games like, boy, like this one looks like a really good one if everything lines up. I don't have that feeling tonight like I had last night. We had a lot of bad pitchers on the mound, some really good hitting environments that worked out today. It's a little bit of the opposite where the pitcher doesn't make sense for us to line up where the lineup doesn't make sense for us to pitcher. I'm sure as the day goes on, we'll see some of these starting lineups come out. But as of now, it was hard enough to find games to circle. And the two I found are in the National League with the Giants and the Brewers. Interesting stuff there. Last one, a game that does not have lines available right now. The MVP is going to take them out against the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> 20 consecutive losses is what they'll be favored to do. I don't know. I'd make the Angels like minus 5,000. I mean, I don't know. Like, who cares at this point? Who cares? Baltimore, it, it, TBD, what are they going to throw? One of their better arms doesn't exist. They're all terrible. All they do is get rocked here. I mean, yeah, like, Donnie, I got to think by the time they give you an Orioles starter, maybe you can circle the Angels up here. They're going to crash. They're going to crush this team tonight again, probably. I mean, every, yeah, every chance that you get, I guess, you should just be circling the opposing team in Camden Yards against the Baltimore Orioles. It's funny. Like, they're waiting for a pitcher. Who is it going to be Cy Young that comes out here? That's who they're going to bring up here from the bullpen and probably be a bullpen game. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a lot. Like, hey, you know, the Dodgers lean on their bullpen tonight. No big deal. They can win this one. Think about this. You lean on your bullpen there for nine innings for the Orioles. My goodness, watch out. But, hey, if you're an Orioles fan, maybe you're just rooting to lose 30 in a row at this point because you're headed there. It's bad. It's real bad. I, I don't know what the Otani boost tonight. Probably going to be a hit and like, six or seven Ks. He actually was able to get a hit last night, but he wasn't able to help me out with a home run. Also... Again, Dinger Tuesday, Donnie likes to cash tickets. I just want my money back. And I don't mean to complain on a day where Donnie's tremendous streak was, you know, upset. I had a game that had 22 runs in it, and I didn't get five home runs. <laughs> I'm not very happy with Dinger Tuesday yesterday. But coming up next year on the early line, Ariel joins Donnie. Let you know it's coming up right here on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. 
nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. segment of the day right here on the early line on the Sports Grid Network. Myself, Donnie Wright, and also Kevin Law setting the table for an exciting action pack Wednesday. And as usual, it's time to bring in the morning after. They got you covered for three hours, Ariel Epstein and Ben Stevens. What do we have today, Ariel, looking at a lot of things going on in baseball? Big trades in the NFL from the Patriots over to the Rams. The table is yours. Welcome in. Thanks, Donnie. I know I woke up this morning and out of nowhere, we get a trade in the NFL and we're just a couple Mm. of weeks away from the NFL regular season starting. So random. However, I think it's going to be one of the bigger moves that we're going to see prior to kickoff because when we have kickoff and we see that the Los Angeles Rams had one running back that they could rely on in Daryl Henderson, that's just not the way that the Rams system is built. They needed another back and that's the way the league's going too. We need to have some kind of way of deceiving these defenses and Donnie I think that the Rams did a good job in getting not only a running back that could help them in downs one two three but also in the red zone yeah cheap young running back good move on both parties here you know last year the contract is a chance to show out out in LA so I do think it's a great move on his part but also week three of the preseason coming up a lot of quarterback battles being settled here Andy Dalton is the winner in Chicago but also Speaking about New England Patriots moving a running back over, Cam Newton gets caught up in the news, COVID protocols. Does that open the door, in your opinion, Ariel, to maybe a starting spot for Mac Jones? No, it does help Mac Jones to maybe speed up the process and getting used to working with the ones. However, this is Cam Newton's job to lose. Cam Newton's going to be the week one starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Belichick's going to want someone that's experienced. He's not going to want to start the season with someone he's just teaching the ropes to. There's so much speed that goes into the NFL, different from what Mac Jones saw at college, even at Alabama. There's going to be a growing process. Mac Jones will get there eventually. It's just not going to be week one. Yep, let's see what happens in the NFL. Exciting times. We're approaching week one of the NFL season. Also, quickly here, Major League Baseball, we have epic streaks. One with the Orioles, one with the Yankees. Will one team lose 30 straight games? Stay tuned to find out here on the morning after. Arrow Epstein and Ben Stevens got you covered for the early line. We're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Your wife called. She wants her husband back. We told her you were busy. It takes real commitment to get the winning edge. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.